to be in one hell of a situation. Let's just say what it is. And to be able to say on the other side of it, that launch just made more than my old teacher salary is a story that would have blown my mind. Absolutely blown my mind seven years ago. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Gather in Growth. I am coming to you live from the room in my basement that someday will be an official office, but right now it's like the only place where I can actually sit down in some peace and quiet. If you're following along with the journey of the great flood of 23, maybe if someone sent you this episode and you don't know what I'm talking about, hi, I'm Emily, and we came back from celebrating Christmas with my family to a house that was flooded and 38,000 gallons of water running through the house. The whole upstairs rain and then into the basement. So in the past three weeks, we have gutted our house, dried our house, and now we are putting our house back together. And today they are putting tile in the bathrooms and laundry room, and I am so grateful. And Of course, now that I sit down to record, I can hear some, I don't know, drilling or sawing or something going on upstairs. So bear with me. But here I am. Here I am. Here we are. And I'm very excited to have this conversation. The title makes me feel both mind blown, proud, and a little douchey. But I promise that I don't intend for this episode to come across as such. I just really want to share what I have been doing over the past couple of months and ultimately the past couple of years to prepare to have a launch that I just did at the beginning of this year, time of recording. We are January 19th. And so this has all also happened in the past couple of weeks during the great flood of 23 chaos. To get to the point that I just completed a launch that brought in more revenue than my old teacher salary, which is crazy, absolutely crazy. I don't even know where to begin, and I think I just have to start this episode by saying I think we put a lot of pressure and expectation and assumptions around the qualifications we need to have or the things that we need to do in order to start something or to be successful or do something that matters. Yesterday, I led a Growing Into Your Dreams workshop for the ladies who are in my masterminds and micromind. And in it, we were just talking about, you know, these hangups that that some of the women were navigating. Well, I have to reach this certain level in my direct sales business in order to launch my podcast, or I need to have this many Instagram followers in order to start my registered dietitian business or, or this or that, whatever it was. And it's just mind blowing 
today in January 2024 to be at the place where I am when not that long ago, I literally thought my career was going to be a teacher for the rest of my life, and which would have been incredible. I have no doubt I would have had rich, fulfilling experiences. I would have had so much joy and love for it. But then an unexpected series of events sent me to work in the nonprofit space where I, again, thought I had found my forever career, learned so much in my four years there. And then on a total freaking leap of faith, left that for this world of entrepreneurship. And my original goal, gosh, I'm like getting emotional talking about this. My original goal when I left my quote unquote nine to five, it was not a nine to five. I actually had a very flexible work schedule because I often had events on evenings and weekends. So you know, my hours were all over the place, but let's just say for lack of a better word, my nine to five was not corporate. I was in the nonprofit space. But when I left that job was like, if I could just replace my salary, that would be incredible. And so to be at a point now to have exceeded that by so much purely through something that I created in my mind is amazing. I mean, I actually don't think I have the words for it and I don't think I fully have processed how cool of a moment this feels for me and for my family. And I say that because on the Growing Into Your Dreams workshop yesterday, the first prompt, I've talked about this in several podcast episodes, so I can have Jill link those episodes with these exercises in the show notes. But one of the first prompts is, wouldn't it be cool if? Basically, the prompt is over and over again, jot down on a piece of paper an answer to the prompt, wouldn't it be cool if? Like with no rules attached to it. Like if I ask my four-year-old what she wishes she was true, she's not like, oh, that's not possible because of gravity or because of money or because of my lack of education. She's like, I want to swim with mermaids, you know? And so many of the things were like, wouldn't it be cool if our family had financial freedom? Wouldn't it be cool if I was doing work that mattered? Wouldn't it be cool if I could use the things I'm passionate about to help someone else? Wouldn't it be cool if I had ownership over my time? And that's what I've created for myself and my family. In these past three weeks, I mean, literally three weeks ago, well, today's Thursday, but so three weeks and two days ago, we walked into chaos of a house flood. And I have been able to be present with my family. I have not had to go to work somewhere else. I have, you know, not to say it's been easy. We've also had 742 snow days on top of all of that. And obviously I've had to really lean on other people to help while bringing this launch to life. But I have been able to do that to the best of my capacity while being present and while navigating one of the hardest things we've ever been through because of what my business has been able to do and provide for us, which is so freaking cool. And so I say that not to be like, look at me and my great, cool business, which I love. I love my business. I'm not saying that, but I just hope that this serves as inspiration that whatever dream you are considering whatever idea that you have, whatever change you want to make, whatever you see in your own situation that you wish could be different, 
it's possible and you can get there. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it hasn't taken years to get to this point. I mean, I started my Instagram account, which was the beginning of all of this in June of 2020. So almost four years ago, I left my full-time job to start my business. I mean, I was bringing in absolutely zero dollars when I started my business in August of 2021. And so it's been in that time that I've gotten to where I am today. So it certainly wasn't like, oh, I left my job and then I launched this and now here we are. You know, it's been over two years of figuring it out and trying things and doing it messy and doing it scared and falling flat on my face and disappointing myself and probably letting other people down and just imperfectly failing forward. There have been a lot of times I felt really confident and there have been a lot of times that I have felt the opposite of confident, but it's all brought us to where we are today. And I'm really proud of it. So just from a really tactical standpoint, I'm going to pinpoint a few things that have ultimately made this launch what it was. And perhaps there's something in there that you can take away as you do whatever is on your heart, whether it's in your business or or something else. There is a lot of lessons I've learned in the last three weeks. And I can see that a lot of the work that I was doing towards the end of 2023 set me up to be able to do this as well as I did. But gosh, it was it was a lot of a lot of digging in the weeds along the way. So just for some context of what I did in my last launch, if you are not familiar. So over the past two years, I've been facilitating masterminds for rural women across the country and beyond. They are typically small groups, historically six to seven women in all walks of life, all ages and stages, some entrepreneurs, some not, some stay-at-home moms, some women in the corporate space. I very much started this with one group of friends that I invited, and my original mastermind was kind of modeled after one that I had been a part of personally, and my coach that I've been working with four years in the mastermind space kind of helped me figure out what that was going to look like and how to put it together. And it was so simple. It was like there was no registration or way to sign up. I just reached out to some friends and I was like, hey, I'm... And ultimately, mastermind started from a need I had within myself. I was this new baby entrepreneur. My platform was originally really built on habits and I thought that I was going to be getting into habit coaching and really building out a brand for UDU82, which is still something I may do at some point. But as a new baby entrepreneur who is a very collaborative person, who is used to working on a team, who is used to bouncing around ideas, I was totally floundering, sitting in my house by myself every day trying to make decisions. And so I was voice memoing a friend that I had gone to the Rural Rooted Retreat with. And I was like, gosh, I just miss being in that space. And it was just so easy to brainstorm ideas and feel really confident. Like the energy was so good. And I just wish that I could do that like every week. And she was like, Emily, then create it, then do that. And it was like light bulb moment. Like, oh, duh, I've been a part of this mastermind. That That's exactly like what that is. And so literally invited some friends that I thought might be interested and they I think Venmoed me and wrote me checks and we began and that was January of 22. So 
two years ago. And since then, I've worked with hundreds of women in this space and have really honed in on what works well and what people need and what that looks like. And so last year, I started dabbling with offering specific types of masterminds. Like I had one for women who were like pregnant postpartum in the toddler years. I had a couple that were goal getter focused. I had a couple that were entrepreneurship focused. And so it was very cool to get to see the differences between all of these different types of groups that I was leading. Hey friend, are you ready to take your growth to the next level? Do you crave building meaningful connections with like-minded women who get you? Then you need to be at the Ascend Retreat. My upcoming Ascend Retreat is a four-day event that will be held in Gulf Shores, Alabama from March 14th through 17th. During the retreat, you'll have the opportunity to connect with other rural women who are passionate about personal growth, gain clarity around your goals and priorities that are keeping you awake at night, Learn from experienced coaches and mentors, including Kylie Epperson, Coach Kaya, and yours truly. Create an action plan to bring your dream life to fruition and participate in workshops, guided activities, and individualized coaching that will not only help you grow and evolve, but shed the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. So what are you waiting for? Register for Ascend today and start the journey to becoming the most aligned, healthy, and purpose-driven version of you. Links to learn more and register are in today's show notes. But wait, there's more. Did you catch that cheesy reference? Podcast listeners can use code GATHER to save $200 off retreat registration through the month of September. Again, code GATHER at checkout to save $200. I simply cannot wait to ascend with you on the beach this March. And it was around the middle of the year that I'm like, okay, I know I'm onto something here. I really love what I'm doing. Like I get to spend all day, every day talking to people like, hello, girls who were told in school that they talk too much. That was me. And it's great. And everything that I've ever wanted to bring to life in my business, I have. And so now what? Because I'm I'm self-aware enough now to know I'm the type of person that needs to be continuously evolving and trying new things and mixing stuff up because just grinding hard to do the same thing I've always done is my fast track to burnout, which is how I ended up leaving the classroom and how I ended up leaving my nonprofit job. And so I'm like, for the first time, I don't know what comes next. Like when I started for the first like year of my business, it was like, okay, I'm going to launch a podcast. I need to put together a website. I'm trying out one-on-one coaching. I'm doing these masterminds. I want to host a retreat. Like I was doing all of these things and then I did it and then I was enjoying it. And I don't want to say I got to a place of complacency, but I got to a place of like enjoying the fruits of my labor. But I'm like, if everything looks exactly the same one year from today, I think I might lose my mind. Like I have to be continuously reiterating and evolving and changing. And then alongside that, I also was going through a huge change in myself and my family in 2023. We found out we were unexpectedly expecting and welcomed our baby girl to the family in October. And so I knew that in 2024, I was not going to have the same type of bandwidth 
to be on calls in the frequency that I was previously. I knew that my travel schedule was going to have to look different for speaking. And I also, through all of that, came to the realization like, oh, it's time to write the book, the book that I've been talking about for years. And so, gosh, if you look at my calendar for most of last year, it was bonkers. Like I loved so much of it, but it was like, I'd have a mastermind and then 45 minutes and then like a one-on-one call. And it was just, there was so much all over the place that I'm like, this is not going to be sustainable with a baby in the mix. Like we are not in a position at this moment where full-time daycare makes sense. We have grandmas who are eager and willing to help, but you know, not necessarily all day, every day compared to like the big kids being at school. So I'm going to have to really hone in on what my schedule looks like last year or last year next year, I mean, talking about 2024, in order to be able to show up well for myself and my clients and my family. Like things just have to look different and different doesn't mean bad. But again, I was at a place of like, I, for the first time, don't know what the next looks like. So per the recommendation of my dear friend, Hannah Dorn, the photographer for my Ascend Retreat, I reached out to Jade Boyd and started working with her in summer-ish. I don't even know. It's all a blur. And did one-on-one coaching with her through the end of the year. And it was so helpful. She is a business coach who focuses on service providers and really excels at putting systems in place and growing businesses while also simplifying. Because, okay, like, If I wanted to grow my revenue, I could have been like, oh, well, instead of hosting six masterminds, I'm going to host 12 masterminds. But that didn't solve the problem of the fact that my calendar was already very full. And I knew that my calendar needed to be less full in order to feel good about 2024. So I worked with her throughout last year. And the biggest takeaways, specifically the health prepare for this launch, was First of all, figuring out what my zone of genius was. I knew that I was doing things well. I knew that I was helping people transform their lives. I knew that my clients had seen incredible results from being a part of the spaces that I created. But everything that I was doing was coming so naturally to me. Like there was no methodology. I had like prepackaged in any of this. It was like, I don't know, I put together these masterminds and then we are on a call and then like really cool things happen. And she's like, well, there's a reason for that. Like, let's dig into it. And so by talking with some of my clients and really hashing things out with her, I was able to identify like, wow, there actually is a framework to what I do and how it works and why it works. There are actually very concrete key takeaways that are experienced by everyone in my programs. Because for the longest time, I'm like, I don't know. I work with so many different types of people. Like, obviously, it's a very specific type of person being rural women. You know, everyone's like, niche down, niche down, niche down. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I work with entrepreneurs. I work with stay-at-home moms. I work with corporate ladies. I work with farmers. I work with not farmers. But like, there's a lot of commonality. But like, they're all different. And their outcomes are different. Like, I am not the type of coach that's like, work with me. I'm going to show you the 10 steps to do X, Y, and Z. Like, what I am exceptional at is asking hard questions. I am exceptional at creating spaces that allow women to flourish. I am exceptional about 
bringing people together, making them feel like they're a part of something because they are, building community and connection. I'm like a people connector and collector. And then I organize spaces for them to sit with the hard stuff and take action and hold each other accountable and hold up mirrors and invite them to get to know themselves deeper and love themselves deeper and challenge themselves deeper. And I just didn't even realize how naturally I was doing so many of these things. Like it wasn't as accidental as I was like, I don't know, Jade, like it just works. The number of times her eyes had to have rolled into the back of her head while talking to me is astronomical, (laughs) much less the fact she's working with this pregnant lady that doesn't even have a functioning brain cell the entirety of our time together. (laughs) So we were able to outline this framework of clarity, community, confidence. That's like, yeah, everyone that as I'm asking them, like, what are you taking away from this conversation? What have been your takeaways from this mastermind? What is different now compared to when you started working with me? Everything, every response could be boiled down into either clarity, community, or confidence, which is incredible. And then in addition to that, I was able to sit down with her and really start to identify these levels of growth that I myself have experienced. And I have noticed the women in my community gone through or are currently at, you know, over the past two years of doing this work and being able to identify those different levels, apply names to them the ignite, grow, ascend, and then evolve, and then be able to look at, okay, in the context of clarity, community, and confidence, where are each of these women at? What do they need? What are they looking for? And then like, what does the other side of that look like within that level before they're ready to move on was like such a huge light bulb moment. And I am able to identify that framework through my life and I can plug so many of my clients and the women in our community into these areas and like going from like this very first wake up moment of like, oh my gosh, there's something in my life that doesn't quite feel right. And I'm ready to dig in all the way through like, wow, I have this like successful business that I love and I'm ready to evolve and change again. And so we built up this whole structure. I'm going way more in depth than this than I planned to on the episode, but I guess I was going to talk about it at some point anyway. And so it was just so life-giving to be able to see like a physical, tangible representation of what I've done and why it works and how it flows. And from there, this is what made this past launch so incredibly successful is because I had identified what people needed, I was able to speak so and articulate so much more clearly who my offers were for and what it would provide and like what they would get out of it, for lack of a better word. I believe so deeply in the power of investing in yourself. I think it is something that pays off a million times over again. But now more than ever, like our economy is in a weird place. And so regardless of your financial situation, people are more aware of where their money's going than ever before. So they want to know before they sign up for something like, this is for me. And even if I don't know exactly what's in store, like I can see representation of like the way it's going to help me transform. So that's one thing is just like knowing who my audience was 
even though I've known on such a deep level who all these women are and what they need and how I help them, but like being able to put it into words was everything. So if you're a business owner or even if you are working for someone else in an organization or gosh, even in the classroom, this applies, is like knowing who people are and what they need and how you can help them or how you can solve problems for them or how you can help them solve their own problems and make them the hero of their own story because they are like life-changing, life-changing. And I'm sure there's probably like marketing sales psychology books around all this. I don't know. Let me know if you find anything good. But for me, it was just really sitting with the women I know so deeply and intimately and understanding how this all fit together. And then the second part of that is also assessing what people needed. Like I had very successfully been running these programs for two years, but there was a major gap in my business on an accessible way to start working with me. Like my lowest ticket offer was a mastermind. So I needed like a entry point that was like for someone who was on day one of their journey. And then I also had this pipeline of entrepreneurs who were really ready for some very intentional conversations with people who were at the level that they were at and beyond. And I needed to up-level the way that I served them in order to continue serving them. And then I also had this beautiful community of people who have worked with me over the past couple of years in very high-touch capacities, whether through one-on-one coaching, coming to the Ascend Retreat, or years of masterminds, who had gotten so much out of those programs, but didn't necessarily need as much of an immersive experience, but still loved being a part of something and saw the value of having that intentional conversation and community and like wanted the regular check-in in a way that met them where they were at at the level that they're at. And so having identified these needs, then Jade and I were able to sit down and be like, okay, how do I take this framework that I know works and apply it in new situations to create something that's not like left field from what I've done before, but first of all is different enough for me that it's kind of new and exciting, opens up my schedule in a way that's going to allow me to take care of a baby or have white space to write a book, meets people where they're at, and serves my audience in the ways that they're asking for. And so in this launch, I went from six masterminds down to two masterminds that were specifically targeted at two different types of entrepreneurs. One, for developing entrepreneurs who are at the point like early in their business or even in the dreaming phase of, I know I'm ready to start a business. I just don't know how to put the pieces together. Or in the like, okay, this is like, kind of working, but like we still got some things to put into place, like very much in the developing stage, so to speak. That's where that name came from, obviously. And then the second layer or level being scaling entrepreneurs, like bringing in consistent revenue, been doing this for a while. This is like full-time focus, but I'm ready to take it to the next level. Like much like where I was, my calendar is too full kind of burning out because I've been doing the same stuff for a while. I'd like to increase my revenue without adding more to my plate. And so because I had identified where so many of my clients were in that situation, I was able to 
write sales copy and write a framework for those masterminds that uniquely spoke to what they were experiencing, what they were needing, who they needed to be surrounded by, and then how we were going to work together as a mastermind group to help them work through these problems and get to where they want to be. Because that's the thing, like in a mastermind, sure, there's a lot of coaching that I do through that. But the whole point of a mastermind is the collective wisdom and experience and insight from everyone at the table. So I wanted to be able to create very intentional spaces where that conversation was centered around where those specific people were and then how together we could brainstorm, plan, idea hash, have accountability to put things into motion to get them to that next place. So those were my two mastermind offers. And because they were for a specific type of person in a specific type of thing, the price point was also very different than anything I'd ever done before. And I'm not going to lie. I was terrified of that. Terrified. Terrified. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's no way. There's no way people are going to pay for that. And that like insecure part of myself came out so loud. And that's where it was so important for me to be surrounded by people who understand me and my magic and also how my brain works who say, Emily, you are so good at this. And your clients are telling you that you are so good at this and that you have helped them. They are also ready to commit at the next level. They know that new price means higher value. That means higher conversation. They are ready to invest along with you because you have never let them down every step of the way. And you know what? Sure enough, those two masterminds are full. Okay. So those are the masterminds. Then I wanted, like I said, I had this problem of needing to serve some different types of people in different types of ways, specifically in a way that was an accessible entry point to this environment that I've created. And so that's where the idea behind the micro mind came to be is like, I know that I can facilitate this conversation with more people in the space and still get like, they can still get value out of this. It's going to be a less high touch experience. There's going to be more people in the room, but for someone coming into this first time, like Emily, that's okay. And then for the women who have worked with me in the past, who want to be a part of the conversation, but don't need as much of an immersive experience, like that's going to be great for them. I'm not going to lie. Like putting the micro mind out into the world, I'm like, oh, I really hope this works. And y'all, it's full. It's full. Micro mind literally came from, I just kept, I, first of all, I didn't know what to call it. The ignite and grow comes from like that, like igniting the spark and then starting to grow mentality of my framework. But as I was explaining it to the women who have been in my masterminds in the past, I'm like, I think you're going to love it. It's like going to be a micro dose of being in masterminds. Like that's just, and they were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like kind of like being in a mastermind, but like not fully. It's, it's like a little micro dose of it. So I made up a word, a micro mind. Here we go. And so, yeah, we are preparing for our second call and already the conversations in there are so, 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 so good. Wow, I just went on a very long explanation of all of that. But I think I accidentally talked about a lot of the points I was already going to. But here's a few other things that really helped me in this launch. First of all, this flood was probably the best thing to ever happen to me 
in a launch. It was really hard. It was not fun, but here's why it was so good for me. So we are currently living in a hunting cabin a few miles down the road, which is great. It's clean. It's close. It's convenient. It has plenty of space. My whole family is sleeping in a room with bunk beds. It's great. I'm living my best summer camp life, but there's no Wi-Fi and there is no cell service. Actually, there is like one specific spot in the cabin and there's a little lounge, there's like a recliner chair in there that I can get an ounce of cell service. It takes a long time for things to load, but I typically can at least send and receive messages. If I'm lucky, (laughs) I can maybe scroll social media for a hot second. If I'm anywhere else in the cabin, like 50-50 shot if even a text message goes through. Like if I'm in the bathroom, it says SOS. Like there is no service. And for someone who runs an online business, living in a place without Wi-Fi has really forced me to get really intentional because anything related to work, whether it's responding to messages or posting or sending an email, has to be done in a space that's not where I'm living, on my computer, not on my phone. And on top of that, I have to go somewhere else, which requires packing up a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a newborn. I don't know. Is she a newborn anymore? She's three months old today. So at what point did they stop being a newborn? Infant? Okay, whatever. A tiny baby. My actual house for the first week and a half of all of that was demolition or drying. And while my house was drying, there was 77 fans and seven dehumidifiers here, which meant that it was with no exaggeration, above 90 degrees, and for several days, probably a hundred million percent humidity, and then the Sahara Desert, and so loud. So working here didn't, I think one day I did come here and do something with the kids, and they were literally in like their swimsuits. It was so miserable. Or I was at my mother-in-law's house, and she has been literally a walking angel over the last three weeks. We have been there so much. She has fed us so many meals. She has held my, I'm like about to cry. She's held my baby for so many hours. She has entertained my kids so much because we keep having snow days. So grateful. I love my children. It's been great. But yeah, it's so it's like any time that I had time to work, it was like on someone else's watch, first of all, and in a very limited capacity. So it was like, cool, Andrew or Mimi has the kids. I am sitting here. I have like two hours or whatever, one hour or 30 minutes. What do I need to get done right now in this moment that's going to make this launch happen? Okay. I have two hours. I'm going to write seven emails and I'm going to schedule them. I do not have time to overthink it. I do not have time to procrastinate out of putzing around and fear of getting it wrong. I actually do not have the emotional capacity to overthink this. I got to send it out there. I got to confidently sell my offer because if I do not sell my offer, this will not fill. And I do not have the luxury of time to create gobs of content or send gobs of messages or send a bajillion emails. Like it was literally like, what can I do right now? What, no, not even what can I do? What do I have to do right now to get this out there and make someone realize it's for them and then convert them to purchasing? In all of this, I did exclusively through email. I think I think maybe I had two social media posts about it. Maybe in a typical launch like this, like I probably would have created 
the whole week's worth of social media content talking about it. In addition, to, I actually just did not have the time, capacity, bandwidth, energy, or Wi-Fi to overthink it or overdo it. Like it was direct messaging people saying, this program is for you. Here's why I think it's for you. Here's why I want you to join. Here's the link. I couldn't sit there and be like, oh, what are they going to think about me? I'm being too pushy. No, it was either send the message or have an empty program because I got to go like pack up boxes at my house and pick out flooring or play with my kids outside or something. And it was such a good lesson in don't overthink it. Be confident about what you're offering. Speak directly to the people who need it and then let it be like, I could not send an email or post something or send a message and then like let myself get trapped in any level of imposter syndrome or lack of confidence around it because I literally had a house to demolish or kids to take care of whose world had just gotten turned upside down. Like send the email and forget it and then pray that when I open my laptop, a sale's going to come through. And they did, which was like, I don't think. I'm going to cry again. I don't think that I can even, I don't think I have even let myself feel how it felt to open my laptop and see that my programs were filling during this time period of my life. Like freaking crazy, crazy. And I know that that comes from years of doing it. I know that comes from years of building trust. I know that comes from months of talking about the value of the women in this community and highlighting their stories on the podcast. I know that there was months, if not years that led up to this, but to be in one hell of a situation, let's just say what it is. And to be able to say on the other side of it, that launch just made more than my old teacher salary is a story that would have blown my mind. Absolutely blown my mind seven years ago. And that's the takeaway is that anything that you are dreaming of or considering or an idea that popped into your head, a fleeting thought, all of it is possible. And then some. My goal was to just make up what my salary had been so that I didn't put my family in a worse situation by pursuing a calling that I knew was bigger than me. Every time we get to the end of a retreat, I just sit back and I'm like, God or the universe or whatever you believe in, like that's what <laughs> works these miracles. Like I am the vehicle and I create the spaces for women who are ready to come in and transform their lives. And it is part luck or chance or happenstance that I leaned in and said yes. And day in and day out, I have continued to bet on myself, even when it's hard, even when I've gone, when I've been in the depths of imposter syndrome and insecurity and like, what the F am I even doing here? Wouldn't it just be easier if I signed up for a nine to five and showed up and did my job and left? The number of times last year that I'm like, is this even worth it? I am drowning in my brain. And today I'm like, hell yes. Hell yes, it's worth it. Because not only from a financial standpoint am I like, wow, this blows my mind, but the people that I'm surrounded by blow my mind. The women in this community who have truly held me through the last three weeks, who have embraced 
imperfection in the last three weeks who have seen my example of done is better than perfect and do it scared even when you're walking through you know what who have modeled for me what it looks like to prioritize what matters most in that moment even when it's hard and sometimes that's work and sometimes that's family and I had the conversation with my kids the other night because since I started this business I have been very intentional very intentional that family time is family time and work time is work time. Like I work while the kids are at school so that when they are home, I am a fully present mom because my old job was not like that. It came before my family more times than I'm proud to admit. And over the past couple of weeks, I've really been tested in the fact that I have had to sit with my computer open and work on something while my kids were saying, Mommy, play with me. Will you please go outside with me? Like, can we please go play in the snow? And I have had to say, no, I have to get this done. Now, those hours have been small compared to the amount of time I have been with them. But I have had to say that more than I enjoy. I don't like them to ever have to feel that something is more important than them. And there have been times where that's just had to be the reality because (laughs) it's been Christmas break and then snow days. And then on top of that, why must we have had the stomach bug? At the end of the day, I'm able to say through the past three weeks of our life, I did not have to wake up and go somewhere else. I have been with you even if I have to work. I have been with you even if we're at Mimi's house and she's taking the reins because I'm over here trying to send out seven emails. But I have been with you and this business has provided for our family so that I can be with you. And this business has made me not feel afraid of of how this all turns out. We did hear back for our insurance and they are covering everything, but there was a while that we were like, they could just decide not to. And that would big suck. But the coolest part about being an entrepreneur is, well, I need X amount of money. How am I going to make it happen? And that's also a scary but cool feeling. If I was on a fixed salary and something catastrophic happened, like, what do you do? And this isn't a pitch to transform you into entrepreneurship. It's just uh, you get to create the reality that you want to exist in. And I'm more proud than ever of the reality that I've created for myself. I just want you to know that it is whatever, whatever that means for you. If it's your mental health or your physical health or starting a nonprofit or transforming your farm's legacy or starting a business or a passion project or writing a book or starting a podcast or running a marathon or giving up drinking or whatever that looks like. It's gonna come with having to get in the weeds and figure it out and sort through what's not working and how do we make it work and how do we create this and who do I bring along with me to make it happen and how do I stay accountable and how do I give myself grace and how do I learn how to love myself deeper and what is it that I have to offer the world and how can I help people along the way while also helping myself and how do I serve my family and how do I serve those around me and how do I serve me? All of it, any of it is possible and within your reach and within your capacity. But It requires taking that step forward. It requires surrounding yourself with people who are going to push you towards growth. And it requires building the confidence to do it. And so that when life throws chaos your way, 
it doesn't knock you to the ground and instead makes you stronger and pushes you deeper into alignment and gives you the opportunity to be really proud of how far you've come. In a much longer nutshell than I was planning, that's how I brought in more revenue in one launch than my old teacher salary, which is really cool. Until next time, I am seriously from the bottom of my heart so forever grateful for you. All of this is possible because of the way you have continued to support me in the way that you continue to support yourselves and each other. The magic of this community is you. You are the ones who stand up and say, I believe something is possible for my life and I want to make it happen. You are the ones that walk alongside of each other. You are the ones that prove time and time again that women are meant to be collaborative and supportive. You are the ones that hold each other accountable. You are the ones that ask the hard questions and teach each other how to love. I'm just really honored to be a part of it with you. So if something in this episode resonated with you, I always appreciate if you share them with your people or if you like screenshot and share about it on social media. I'm not going to lie. I've been real trash about sharing about the podcast anywhere much less creating any kind of content online. But again, it's like, oh, Wi-Fi. Oh, time to make a reel. Probably have the internet to make a reel. But with any hope, our house is now being put back together and kids are resuming school and masterminds and microminds are up and running. And I am looking forward to February being a little less dramatic than January. Although I do have some fun traveling to do this month or next month. So I actually will be getting to see many of you at Cultivating Courage and then Ascend is in March and there are spots open. So if this podcast has just lit an absolute fire in your belly for what's to come, gosh darn it, Ascend is the place that you need to be. I am not exaggerating that. I can say that with full confidence. Ascend will absolutely be the catalyst that changes your life. And I say that confidently because I have heard it from every single person who has been there so far. So shoot me a message and let's talk. I'm sure Jill will also link Ascend stuff in the show notes, but registration's closing like real soon. Like I actually really need to look at that timeline. Again, I haven't had the capacity to do anything other than what's been immediately in front of me. And the kids are with my mom at the cabin today. So I'm looking forward to that. So until next time, so forever grateful for you and love you so much. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.